Welcome back to Alex's Daily Grind, my daily podcast, which was not so daily this week because uh, I had to rearrange a bunch of stuff and basically create a content plan for every day, which I think will result in much better quality of the content and consistency and everything else. I mean, I don't have a problem with consistency, but sometimes you need to, you know, just reevaluate things and make them more exciting, more interesting. So <clears throat> today we're going to talk about a bunch of pretty interesting stuff that happened to cross my path last week or this week. And I remember I'm just writing those things down into my notepad and then I remember what I want to talk about. Well, the first thing is really funny uh, is that whenever I browse Instagram or whenever I happen to look at Facebook, because now it just happens. It's not that I do it on purpose, um, surprisingly. Whenever that happens, uh, I come across business profiles as well as individual profiles, obviously. So on Instagram, it's all pretty much like 95% uh, individual profiles and 5% business profiles. And those 5% make me laugh. Why is because companies can't figure out what the hell they should post on social media. It's so amazing. Like if you're a business and you're not in retail, cause retail is safe, right? Retail is safe. They always have stuff to post because they, they get new collections, they get, you know, new clothing lines, new pieces that hit the stores and that's what they post like hey come on over here here's a new t-shirt or jeans or whatever and then everything needs to look really cool but if you're a consulting company if you're an attorney like a big attorney company for example or if you're an energy company that sells electricity to i don't know five million people and you know in, in texas what do you post somehow those companies figured out that they all need their profiles on instagram but they can't figure out what to post. And it's so funny, like those profiles, they're filled with just generic stuff that they're desperately trying to push out there because those companies have marketing departments and marketing departments have a bunch of marketing people that get paid, they're on a payroll, so they need to do something. And Instagram and Facebook, just social media as a whole, is one of the things that they need to be taken care of, obviously. And uh, there are budgets for that, but what do they post? So this is funny and sad at the same time because with all that power, with all that money behind those marketing departments and pretty much, I mean, I must admit, understanding of most of the people that uh, that money needs to be put in to good use and that you actually need to be on social media and use social media to drive revenues, they just can't figure out how. And they post nonsense, right? Non-related to the company. Like for example, that energy company that I'm talking about, um, I won't say the name, but basically just search for any energy company. What you will find is, you know, just add, 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 and then maybe like one post, a green tree, and then another ad and then a green tree from Savannah or, you know, some lion and maybe a little quote and stuff like that. It's just so inconsistent in, you know, in relation to the brand that it's not really doing much. 
and it's not doing anything at all in, in the end of the day. So to most companies, uh, it all comes down to basically advertising uh, whatever you have and uh, hoping for the best. But I don't think that a lot of people outside of their own employees actually like that stuff and comment on that stuff. And you can see it basically even big, bigger brands like J. Crew from retail and Banana Republic. I did a video on that once. Um, they also, well, have problems when it comes down to understanding what to post. And then you see that right away in the engagement levels, like the engagement with a generic photo is much lower than, you know, when it's actual life photo of something valuable. And usually in retail, it's the new thing, like new clothing line, new t-shirt, new something that people can relate to. If it's just generic advertising, uh, advertisement like uh, there's a model walking across the desert and everything is amazing and shiny and fancy. I mean, that photo usually would take uh, weeks to get some traction and would probably receive twice or three times uh, the amount of likes the the t-shirt would <clears throat> well I mean in negative so fewer likes all right moving on uh well actually no hold on what do what do they, what do they actually need to post that's that's a question like what if they ask me this okay because I'm I'm really good at criticizing something how about it offering a solution well here's one for example if you're a uh and really, it doesn't matter if you're a product company or if you're a service company, but I see that service companies have much harder time figuring out what to post because, well, it's a service, right? So you really don't have a lot of content. Well, you actually do. Um, what we are interested in, we are, I mean, we as your potential customers or we as your current customers uh, or future investors or something, we're interested not in the way you see yourselves, but in the way you see us, your customers, your potential customers, how you see our interaction going from here and further on, how you see problems and how you solve them and how, like, tell us stories. Like, if you're an energy company, you have a bunch of people who go out there and, you know, who work in the field, right, who fix stuff, who deal with wires, who, uh, like, what kind of wiring are you are you using, by the way? Where, where does it come from? Who are your partners? Uh, show us how that stuff is shipped to you. Like, why did you optimize your shipment in the, such a way? Oh, you, you did it to save time to cut, you know, the, the entire process uh, to make it more efficient. Did you hire, oh, you just hired another, you know, guy from a different, you know, from a competitor because you have these benefits. Oh, amazing. And uh, this is how you treat your customers. Oh, so these guys actually went out and uh, you put a camera on, you know, on their collar or something and they just went to say thank you for being our customers. Well, that's that's something that's great. I mean, you don't really get a lot of that content from brands and from companies, especially. It's sort of that situation when remember when Foo Fighters, I'm not sure how many of you are familiar with Foo Fighters, but it's a huge rock band, right? Uh, Foo Fighters did this garage door when they actually announced that, okay, we're a big band and we play all the big stadiums all the time, but now we just want to play in your garage. So apply here and we'll pick, you know, we'll just go across the country and stop by your garages 
and we'll be playing there and all your neighbors are welcome and all that stuff and we'll be filming all that shit. And they did. And it was amazing. And so many people were happy and I mean, the video is just, just incredible. They just hang out, you know, after the, after the show, not like, you know, okay, we're superstars. We just use your garage. No, you know, get out of here. No, they stayed and they had barbecue and they talked, just regular guys. And that's what people are looking for. I mean, I'm not thinking about my energy company every day. Actually, I never think about my energy company, but if I actually had my energy company on Instagram and I would see content that would make sense that, you know, suddenly my energy company would become an inspiration. It would be a mod of, you know, some motivational content that would move me on a daily basis. I would really appreciate that. And not only would I continue being a, um, a loyal customer to that company, I would be sharing that content further. And of course, uh, you know, I would appreciate being their customer. I'll be proud of being their customer. Now I just don't care. Whoever, you know, whoever comes to my neighborhood next uh, with a pretty logo and saying, hey, three months free or whatever wins the business. And that's not how it's supposed to run. I mean, not in our, not in today's world. Content is everything. And content is not just pretty pictures of lions licking their balls in Savannah. It's not what we're looking for. We're looking for real stories, for uh, insights, on how you fail and how you win and what you do to improve all the time. I want to know how you're trying to cut my bill, not to increase it. I want to know who works for you and why you picked that supplier. Oh, maybe I can learn something from you now because I'm a business owner myself. You see, there are so many things that we're all interested in that we just don't know. And if you're a consulting company, I mean, I don't know, a big attorney company, of course, we'd like to know how your case is going as long as it's public information. Or if you can give me, you know, a case from the history like 10 years ago when, you know, now you can release that information freely. Talk about that case if it's interesting, like OJ Simpson or something. Uh, talk how you would have uh, approached that case and stuff. And when I'm in the market for legal services, I would definitely think of you first because you're the expert in my eyes. So that stuff is how you do it. So I, uh, to, to conclude this thought, big companies, big brands, if you're not in retail, when you know what you're posting, obviously, you're just basically posting your stuff that you sell. If you're in service business, if you're a consultant, you need to post the proof that you are a bunch of real people who care about other real people and who are down to earth enough for me to understand how your processes work so I could relate. And so I would want to be contacted and so I would get inspired and so I would have motivation to uh, repost your stuff. That's how you do it. Not like don't, don't keep postings. I mean, don't keep posting those basically facade pictures meaning nothing just to basically get another paycheck from your boss because, well, yeah, I'm running social media. We have marketing department, you know, working full throttle. Well, you're not. All right. <clears throat> now, quick note on Yahoo. Do you even know what that is? <laughs> just joking. Of course you don't. Uh, why Yahoo is still around 
is the main question, but the actual question is why Yahoo is dragging its feet for so many years. I mean, once it was a giant company that acquired left and right, very prospective startups and was killing all those startups because they just couldn't figure out what to do with them. Now they're still around. I mean, they still have their customer base that's shrinking every year. I mean, I guess just a lot of people are dying, but um, I mean, anyway, they're still around and they're still doing something. And for whatever reason, we're still hearing their name. But why can't they just, uh, if they're still around, like if you're around, why can't you just catch up with everyone else and become better? Uh, well, I'm not going to go into lengthy discussions on this, but I'm just going to give you a you know, fun fact that I read in one of the articles just the other day. Uh, Yahoo has one third of mobile engineers of Facebook or Instagram. That's why. And when the author of that article actually reached out to his friends uh, at Facebook and Instagram, he asked them a question like, how many mobile engineers do you have? And the answer, and the answer was a question. And it was brilliant. The, the question was, what is a mobile engineer? So there is, there's absolutely no difference today uh, because pretty much everything that's going on is going on our, on our mobile devices. Like, of course, there are desktop and backend engineers that take care of the logic, but mobile engineers are not mobile engineers. They're just engineers today because mobile is not just apps. Well, apps are not apps anymore, okay? Apps are companies like, okay, Amazon, what is Amazon to you? Well, Amazon is an app on your phone. So are you thinking about Amazon as an app? Just another app, you know, on App Store, like go download out Amazon. No, you think about Amazon as the most powerful company in the world now, uh, led by the most powerful man in the world uh, financially. Who has the most money, the wealthiest person on earth, Jeff Bezos, and well, Okay, he's an app owner, if you want to think that. But in reality, Amazon is a super sophisticated, super progressive, amazing company that is represented by an app. Yeah, sure. But who cares? Like, if you can't switch your brain to think that apps, uh, app development companies, mobile, you know, all that stuff is in the past. There's no boundary anymore. Whatever you come up with today, like an idea or a business model or something, it has to be mobilized right away. If it's not, there is no business. Just nothing's going to happen because that's how people interact. That's how people are living their lives today. Like Gary Vee said, our lives are being lived through the phones. That's true. You can fight it. You can argue that debate it, whatever. I mean, you can move to Montana and just ride a horse for the rest of your life. But if you really want to do something, you just better embrace this and move on with this. Okay. So <clears throat> surprisingly, Yahoo is dragging its feet because the amount of mobile engineers they have, well, what they call mobile engineers, uh, is so much, uh, the number is so much less than, uh, smaller than, than what Facebook and Instagram has. And well, for once, that explains the progress. Uh, but if they are looking for mobile engineers, then I'm not surprised they can't find anyone to work for them because people want to be uh, treated differently today. Engineers, I mean. 
Anyway, uh, the other topic is, no, actually, it's really fun. Um, I'm going to tell you a secret now, but shh, tell anyone because it's a real secret. Like if all those big names on social media are promising you to reveal a secret about how to become successful, how to become wealthy. And in the end of the day, they just say, work harder, work smarter, all that stuff, maximize your day. Just, you know, it's part of the stuff that I do too. There is actually a really quick way to become a founder, investor, philanthropist, and mentor all in one day. Seriously. Look, hear me out. Founder, investor, philanthropist, and mentor, you can legitimately post that as your occupation on, on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram if you do the following thing. You're listening? All right, here we go. Well, first, you need to move to California. That's a must. Like, you need to be in California. You need to be in the Bay Area, preferably, or in what they call the Silicon Beach right now, which is uh, just an overcrowded uh, Santa Monica and Venice. That's where you need to be to be able to do this trick. Now, the second thing you do is you find a friend, just any friend, really. Better a friend who has no money, just like you don't have any money, just like you, like basically find a copy of you, right? Just call him your best friend or her, your best girlfriend. Find a friend, go to the local bar, just any bar, better a dive bar that you can afford. Where, well, maybe during a happy hour, that's even, you know, more like startup-ish. Go to the bar, sit down at the bar, order your drinks, ask for a napkin. That's very important. You have to ask for that napkin. The fancier the napkin, the better everything's going to work. So if it's like soft, really white, snow white napkin, that's the best, okay? Then you ask for a pen because you don't have one, obviously. Ask for a pen and the better the pen is, the better the trick's going to work, okay? You get, you're getting that preferably gel, maybe Pilot One pen or something. Uh, or I don't know, Swarovski? Well, dream on. But get that pen, get that napkin. Put it on the on the on the on the flat surface in front of your friend and write one word. That will be the name of your of your future company. Just whatever you come up with, I don't know. Just come up with a name, okay? Just make it up. Write that name. Turn the turn the napkin so that your friend would be able to to read it and make your friend read it loud enough so you would hear it. Once your friend reads it, that's when the, the magic starts happening. Now, once your friend has said it and you have said it and you have read it, that's when you can consider yourselves founders of that company. Go to LinkedIn and change your status from unemployed to founder. Now, call your dad or mom or friend or cousin or brother, anyone really who would lend you $5. Just basically, you can just go outside, you know, on the street and just ask for money. Just get $5 somewhere. Get $5. Uh, put it in your bank account. Just go to your bank, to go to your bank, 
to the branch and deposit that $5 uh, to your checking account. Now, the next thing you do is you go online, you download Coinbase, uh, an app called Coinbase, and you buy 0.0000, whatever Bitcoin with that $5. Boom, you're an investor. Now go to LinkedIn and put that into your LinkedIn profile. You're an investor now, founder and investor, okay? Now, after you've done that, make a post. Make a post, something wise. Uh, better if you re repost somebody else's post. Well, it's better if you repost somebody else's quote. Uh, maybe something from, I don't know, uh, Millionaire Mindset uh, account on Instagram. You know, when you have a big, you know, beautiful picture of somebody sitting on the hood of, uh, I don't know, a retro uh, Land Rover Discovery and the moon is shining in, you know, into the face of that person and that person is looking at the moon and it's night and the shot is beautiful and there's like this little uh, title uh, somewhere on the ground saying, uh, you know, dream on, dream big, uh, make your dreams come true, just whatever really. Then you repost that and add your commentary. It's really important. Add your commentary put in something like, uh, if you have never thought about dreaming big, you have never thought about becoming successful and changing your life. I can help you because I'm so open and so flexible and I'm so ready to share my experience with other people because I love everybody. DMs are welcome. And you go to LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram and you change your uh, your description uh, to mentor. Now you're the founder, investor, and mentor. Well, and then the easy part. Uh, you just uh, go outside. You go outside. You find the first homeless person. Uh, well, we actually know it's it's really it's a complex way. Go to any grocery store, uh, buy yourself a you know a beer, just a, just one bottle of beer, the cheapest, and pay cash. I don't know, four dollars, and then you have twenty six cents left. And there's always this box for donations. Just yeah, go do it. Just toss your twenty six cents into that box. Donate your money and then take a picture how you do it, okay? That's very important. Not, not a picture, actually a, a story or a post on Instagram. Just record how you're actually putting in the coins. And then you post it on Instagram and you go to your LinkedIn account and your Instagram bio and your Twitter and you add one more word, philanthropist. Now your founder, investor, philanthropist, and mentor and all that can be done just in one day okay just one day and boom you're the most successful person your friends have ever known what a surprise and then you go and take a nice picture of you uh right next to you know a lamb you know lamborghini huracan or something that's parked right in front of that grocery store so you wouldn't have to go you know far because 
really the best place to take those fancy pictures at grocery store parking lots because all those cars are there uh, and the probability is pretty high for a couple of those cars to be pretty fancy. So you just need to spot one and while the driver, the owner is inside the store, you go and take a picture with it. I mean, it just, it means nothing. It's just, you know, you and, and the picture is in the background. Uh, I mean, the car is in the background. So you're not implying anything. It's just that, well, it's just you and the, and the hurricane. That's it. You just post it as your profile picture. Uh, you're not saying anything. You're not saying it's your car. It's just that, well, it's, you know, me and, and a Lambo. That's all you need. Okay. Now you're a legit founder, investor, philanthropist, and mentor. Really? It's that simple. Uh, funny thing is, that's actually a real story. Yeah, it is. And I suspect it's a serious, uh, real story. Like there's so many stories like this. We can see them all over Instagram, really. Uh, and it starts with, you know, people being really happy on pictures and smiling and laughing and having all those adventures. And then one day you speak to that person and he says, oh fuck, I'm divorcing. My kid's driving me crazy. I've lost my job six months ago. We're living off of uh, savings and my parents are helping me. Like, what the hell are you talking about? Why are you living that life that you're posting on Instagram then? And and you're you're suffering. Uh, that discrepancy really uh, is something new, right? It's something that uh, this generation created, that this technology created, uh, the platform for people to be able to live two lives at the same time or three lives, four lives. But I think I welcome it. It's great, I think, because people really get creative and, you know, they develop. And in the end of the day, I mean, of course, they cry and, uh, you know, they feel depressed and they go to the doctors and sometimes they kill themselves. But most of the time, they just realize, okay, enough of this shit. I need to change something for real. Now, you know, all of this facade needs to fall. I need to start over and stuff. Basically, you know, it's a, I guess it's just a normal development process. But uh, yeah, the thing was to show you that the tip the way to become founder, investor, philanthropist, and mentor in one day. And well, I did it. Uh, go do it if you're if you if you haven't already, because it's really important to be one today. <clears throat> now, uh, since I said go buy Bitcoin for that five dollars, I need to kind of explain one thing. Why I'm almost never going to talk about crypto is because I'm not feeling it. It's not my thing. I don't like it. Well, it's not that I don't like it. I don't feel anything. Uh, I don't have emotional attachment to it. I don't feel like I need to be in it. I don't understand it. I mean, I understand it obviously, but I don't want to dive deep into it because I, I just don't see it happening. Uh, I mean, happening on a scale that I would be interested in or changing anything for real. <clears throat> I mean, to me, actually blockchain, this whole thing just sounds like uh, or feels like uh, when you're bringing up you know, when you're coming to a party and you, you're coming with your wife or girlfriend and then you're bringing in a friend who's uh, smart but not really pretty and uh, he, he doesn't know anyone. And you just introduce him to everyone and say, oh, he's so smart. Like, he's got, he's got all the answers. You know, he's, he's the smartest guy. Trust me, he will change the world. I mean, this is the new Steve Jobs. And everyone's like, yeah, cool, cool. Nice to meet you, man. Uh, what do you do? I'm like, what? I... I, I code and I, you know, do decentralized you know, stuff. And uh, well, what what do you like? Uh, well, I like 
not like uh, uh, recording stuff on my ledger. And uh, well, yeah, so what? Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, the drinks are over there. Just go help yourself. And then no one ever talks to that guy again. But then because you brought that guy to the party, everyone's like, what's, what's, what's the deal with that guy? Uh, we're just having fun here. And he's so sad there. Like he's like, I think he's even angry. He's trying to ruin this, like, and to do something. You say, no, 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 he's, he's, he's fine. He's good. Uh, I guess, uh, do you guys know any, any available like girls, maybe, you know, who are single, maybe among your friends, uh, who I could, uh, introduce to him, you know, maybe they would make a couple or something. Uh, you know, man, I mean, we don't really, uh, want any of our friends to meet your friend so far. I mean, we don't know him. It's not, I mean, no offense. We just don't know him that well. I mean, maybe a couple more times, you know, come with him and uh, we'll see um, what we can do. And then your friends will never invite you again too. <laughs> it, that's my feeling about blockchain. Like everyone is always trying to use this ref revolutionary approach to explaining blockchain, which I absolutely can't understand. Like, why are you talking about revolutionizing anything if you haven't revolutionizing shit? Like a single thing. Nothing has changed since blockchain was around. I mean, nothing in the, in the last decade. And most of you really found out about blockchain just two years ago when most tech people really knew about it 10 years ago. And uh, what's, what's, the, you know, what's the big deal? It is a technology. It's, it's cool. Uh, will banks or governments adopt it? I really doubt it because the banks that I talk to, they're afraid of it because their customers are afraid of it because nobody wants transparency. That's how the world is spinning. Guys, come on. I mean, do you want to tell everyone how much money you have in your pocket? Like maybe, you know, tomorrow just walk. Uh, I don't know. If you live in Los Angeles, you know what Skid Row is. If you live in San Francisco, you know what O'Farrell is and downtown area. Uh, or, you know, Prospect Park, in New, uh, Prospect Park in New York area. Just, well, tomorrow, just go out there and walk around the park, walk around O'Farrell Street, walk around Skid Row in your jeans with uh, plastic transparent pockets and just put as much cash as possible in there, okay? And maybe some jewelry too and, and watches. That's what blockchain is to most customers of those banks. Of course, it's not that, but transparency and all records of all transactions every time 24 7 traceable and uh i mean it's just just the fact that it's decentralized is cool from the revolutionary standpoint like oh we don't need the government authority and you know or anyone above us like this is a decentralized ledger so you know whatever yeah cool but now what i mean does anyone have a real problem with, with banks charging, uh, I don't know, whatever percentage for a transaction or uh, authorized.net or PayPal or any other company like that? Those things have been around for decades now. And that's how life is going. And you're may maybe you're making something better, but you're definitely not revolutionizing anything here because, you know, if you want to save me my 3.5% transaction fee, but you're still going to charge me. Well, it's not real revolution. You're just giving me a better deal. But is it secure? Well, not really. Is it uh, something you can guarantee? Well, not really. Look at how Bitcoin price is jumping up and down. 
And that's another thing, like Bitcoin is a separate piece now uh, from from crypto. And crypto is in, it itself is just basically uh, a, just the entire uh, illegal operation pretty much because it's basically just speculation like and it's out there for speculation purposes and big brands and big companies and big investment funds they're really interested because it's a, it's like a living organism it's like those companies uh, uh, like those scientists you know looking at the microscope at bacteria and see oh is that bacteria going to kill this bug oh look it's killing the bug oh no the bug is back 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 in game it's it's a game like if you are really thinking to to become rich or to enrich this world using crypto or tokenization or something like that you might be a great visionary really but i mean one question you have to ask yourself is how many lives are you going to wait for the moment to come like how many lives do you have available to you in order to make it happen and is it worth it i mean what are you fighting for really what's your mission and I guess, you know, that's the ultimate question for me in all this stuff. I mean, I understand it 100%. And again, I might be wrong about a lot of the things that I just said. And time will tell. But I'm just saying that so far, I'm not feeling it. It's not something that my heart starts pumping faster about. So, uh, I mean, so many of my friends are getting rich with that stuff. Uh, but again, timing, okay? Timing is everything for startup, for uh, for any venture, basically, uh, when you're ahead of your time, you lose. When you're after something started happening, you lose. So they got it right, and uh, well, basically, they got it right because well, they met the right people, the right time, and all they did was speculate. Anyway, because that's the only way to make money now. Anyway, uh, okay. And uh, the final thing is very important. I'm not going to I'm not going to spend a lot of time talking about it though but uh it's your family. Uh one of my friends just recently confessed that you know they're going through a rough time with his wife. And uh I just know from my own experience that once that shit starts happening whatever you planned and however you imagined your days and your effort level and all that stuff it all just crashes because unless, I mean, until you fix your family, you can't really move at full speed. Like you can't really commit to stuff that you want to commit to. Uh, and it's really, really important. Uh, I know uh, I'm, uh, why I wanted to say this is because I know from my own experience and from experience of other entrepreneurs out there that some people, they try to ignore this and they try to step over family issues and still, you know, like push and push and push because, you know, they think that those things can be separated, but in reality, they can't. Like if, 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 you, if you know, if you're feeling shitty, if, you know, there's something wrong in your family and you have this heavy heart all the time or a hole in your heart or, you know, heavy soul, you, you will bring that stuff to your company. Trust me, you will. And people will see it and people will feel this negative energy and everything will just start rolling downhill from there. So my advice, if you were asking for one, and I know you're not, but if you are, fix your family first and then fix your work. 
not the other way around. Work cannot fix family. Just like, you know, no kids or no child cannot fix your problems with your wife, you know, with your first child or just between yourselves. Just because you're getting busy with something together doesn't mean that you're going to fix anything. You're actually going to make things worse in most of, most of the cases. You just don't know that yet because, well, you need one or two years until that baby becomes a toddler. And then you're like, okay, now we can sleep two more hours and we can talk. Talk about what? Who are you? <laughs> like that stuff, you, you just can't really allow that stuff to happen. And you need to fix your family before you fix your business and before you grow your business. That's very important. That's how actually a lot of coaches, like in sports athletes, coaches are really close to athletes' families and they watch their families. And uh, in many businesses, especially trading stock, I know personally, uh, you know, some people from, from trading, from trading industry, and I know that their supervisors, they're really close, closely looking at how their families are, uh, are going, just like presidential elections and all that stuff. It's so important for people to show that they have a strong family, uh, even if they don't, but they need to fix it, right? And well, just come to terms and then move on. Because if you're, I mean, if you're in, in a desperate place, and you're running for a high position, you're you're never gonna get there. And if, even if you do, how is your performance gonna be compared to you with a fixed family? Obviously your performance with a fixed family will be much higher because you will have all this energy and you won't have a heavy heart and you will have just, you know, the inspiration on a daily basis and stuff like that. So that's, that's it's really, it's really important. Uh, Fix your family, fix your business, grow, learn. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Please subscribe to it if you like it. Uh, check out my uh, other socials. I don't know, Instagram, YouTube, whatever, Twitter. Uh, subscribe and share, just the usual stuff. I'm going to be more consistent now that I know what my plan is. And uh, trust me, there's, there's a lot of content. There's a lot of controversy and there's a lot of Really cool stuff that's stored in my head, apparently, that I'm going to reveal. Thank you so much, my founders, investors, philanthropists, mentors. I'll see you guys tomorrow.